Hi, Craig. You're right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. <laughs> technology. Me and technology. <laughs> Awful. Oh, don't don't worry. We're not the best either. <laughs> no, we're terrible. <laughs> Are you guys good? Yeah. yeah, yeah all good. You. Thanks. Really good. Really, Thank really good. On. It's great no problem at all. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so, uh, yeah, so basically Craig, uh, we're just, uh, we're going to have like a, a couple of questions from, from each of us and then, uh, and then we'll come on to like some lighter heart, uh, light hearted ones at the end. And then, uh, we've got your, um, special thing that you did for us, uh, that we're going to talk through as well at the end. If yeah, that's no right. at all. Great. Uh, so, uh, first of all, um, it's great to have you. Um, my name's uh, Liam. I've been a big fan of, of yourself and, and Wickham for a while. So, uh, so yeah. Um, first question, really. Uh, how did the how did the move to to Wickham come about? Like, what was the what was the sort of discussions and, and all that kind of stuff? Um, so, I, I became like a, a free agent in that in that summer. Um, I was I think I was at Luton. I went on loan to to Peterborough. Um, and then kind of at the end of the season, my contract for Luton was up. Um, so I was, I was a free agent and um, I spoke to um, Sam Saunders, who was at the club at the time, um, mm. and uh, Barry Richardson as well about the club. Um, and they all had great things to say about it. And, and they kind of explained to me the players that were, that were there at the time. So obviously, I think Adam Malab had joined. He had Nathan Tyson, mm. Bayo, Marcus Bean. So a lot of players that I'd played against in my career so obviously we were, we were we were kind of aging a little bit but I think the, the kind of the desire that, that I knew of these players like their desire and their kind of work ethic and not not wanting to to let people like tell them what they can and can't do it kind of seemed a, a great fit and I knew kind of of Gareth's style style of playing which kind of suited how I how mm. I wanted to play um, and it, it was just a, it was a, a good conversation and obviously I met, met Gareth and listened to his plans Obviously, I think at that point uh, we joined in. I joined in League Two. I think a lot of people had kind of written the club off, um, looked at mm. a, a very aging squad, and thought that there wasn't there wasn't going to be anything happening with the, the team that season. Um, so it was yeah, it was great to join a, a, a team that were that were kind of still wanting to compete because that, that's for me as an athlete. I always wanted to compete no matter what team I joined, and I felt like I think I did a, a, the right job because obviously that season we got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course i mean like the um just to sort of just go on from from that really like i think the like what you were saying about like the rock and roll style of football that uh that the boss tried to sort of bring in and, and things like that you know players like yourself um nathan tyson all that kind of thing scotty Cashkit, i think as well was was there at the same sort of time you know you guys sort of uh playing in and around bayo sort of um getting on the end of his flick-ons kind of thing you know and and you know really sort of the high press as well that sort of element i think um a lot of teams in league two really didn't like sort of know what to expect or, or know how to like react to it and you know we, we created so many sort of really really memorable games in in those sort of two or three two or three years um and it was it was definitely really really good to to watch and 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 i guess to to be a part of. yeah definitely it, it was it was different obviously I think everyone was kind of been like slowly transitioning to kind of pet football. Everyone wanted to was to pass it and and all look good and and uh, we were we weren't that. We we had players who could play. Don't get me wrong, but we were we were, we were getting forward fast and we were we were like as you said high press, win that ball back, try and play as high up the pitch as possible. Um, obviously, some people would say it wasn't pretty on the eye, but ultimately, like we had a style that was very effective for us worked to the strengths of what we had in a team and, and ultimately the, the aim of football is to win games and get promotions and, and, mm. and that's what we did. Yeah, and and, uh, and I can tell you sort of from, from personal experience, I was um, managing uh, football teams myself at, at the time and, and I was I was very much trying to uh, I picked the brains of of the gaffer himself and and things like that and and some of some of you guys uh like off the pitch and and things like that and you know I was able to implement that kind of um style of play and, and team spirit within my own football teams that I managed as well and you know it 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 worked across all levels you know the um like all the the advice and stuff that that you guys gave uh gave me was was very uh was very good and and I appreciate that yeah now what what the the gaffer was great at was he he could get players and he could like build a team and he could get them to buy into his vision and he he was very good at man management and he and he was very good 
navigating in the team that would um, kind of almost like run, like run a dressing room. You had kind of JJ, Bayo, um, uh, Dom, like Gay was a young lad, was brought in. So they, they would kind of speak to the manager and then and he would like relay them little bits and pieces and then they would come and speak to all the boys and um, kind of relay those messages. And, and the dressing room was fantastic. It's one of the, one of the best I've ever been involved in. They, they, we, we managed, we, uh, we, I say we got uh, information from Gareth, but we, we managed it, it brilliantly. They say we had older lads who, who were, were getting on, but we, we kind of, we showed the way forward and there was no, none of us who, who, who were old were allowed to kind of dip below the line and none <laughs> of the youngsters, none of the youngsters, if, if we were kind of putting the, the hard graft in and putting our bodies on the line, then none of the youngsters could, could not do that. They had to follow suit and do that as well. And I think that's why we were so successful. Of course. Yeah, no. Um, so you, you sort of touched on it briefly. Um, you know, you sort of spoken to, like you said, Sam Saunders and um, Barry Richardson and, and those kind of guys, um, like when you when you sort of first joined or you were thinking about joining, what was the, the sort of the like the first couple of days like in the, the training ground, um, like in and around the boys and saying, what was the like the first was there anything that you uh, like the first impressions that you had, was there anything different, like anything sort of better than what you expected or, or anything like that um, when, when you sort of first walked in the door? Um, not really. I just, I just think uh, it was just a sense of like uh, proving everyone wrong. Mm. I, I, I say I, I'd played with Sam before. I played with Adam in the lab. Um, I knew the other guys um, in the squad as well, like the, the older lads more than the younger lads. Yeah, um, and there, there was just a, an air of like people have written this team off, and we, we're going to prove them wrong. People have written us off as players because we say we were a bit aging. They would they'd all kind of think, oh, we've gone to Wickham, and it's just kind of seeing your career out. And <clears throat> when I got there, I could I could feel it, and we got we, we got together, and we all spoke about it, and how we wanted to prove people wrong. We wanted to p- show people that we still had life in us, um, and and obviously guide the young players uh, along the way, and. and as I said ultimately we we did that in abundance yeah no definitely i can uh, i can definitely uh definitely see sort of the 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 similarities between um between sort of different different style of styles of play and, and things and what you guys tried to do you know it was it was definitely different and and i guess unique as well to to what what we had in in our dressing rooms to as to others like you said earlier um uh, I think uh, that's that's my first uh, two questions done. I'm going to pass it over to uh, Jaden, uh, Mr. Erling Brout Hanlon. Over to you, sir. Thank you very much. Hello, great, great namers, great namers. Yeah, it's, 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 it's right up there. Great. <laughs> so my real name's Jaden. I'm also a Wickham fan. Uh, first year having a season ticket this year, but I've been up to games sporadically because I actually live down near Exeter, our first opponent. Oh. <laughs> you do fantastic uh, to get there then. Yeah, no, it's, it's a long day on the train, but I love it. <laughs> so um, we're sort of getting in chronological order of your uh, Wickham career with these questions. I just wanted to uh, ask you, obviously, um, we know Wickham is quite like a tight-knit dressing room. Um, so who was the first player you got to know like really well at Wickham when you first joined? Um, as I said before, I, I knew Adam Alab really well from playing with Brighton, and I'd known Sam for a long time. I played with Sam at Dagenham when I was in my like twenties, early twenties. So I'd known him for kind of ten, thirteen years before that. So I knew what kind of people they were. I knew what ability they had and, and their drive. Um, but then, as I said, like, um, but he could, he could not get to know Bayo um, with his, his obviously his personality and how he is, and and obviously to see what he could do on the football pitch up close and personal was amazing because when you're a striker opposite ends of the pitch, you never really get to see what they're doing. You can see from a distance, but to, to see him in training was was awesome. Um, and then obviously, all the, like I say, they, they had young, young lads at the time. He had Dominic Gape. He had um, Luco Nine, who was was coming through Paris Cowan Hall. So there was, there was a great balance of people and, and everyone was easy to get on with. Everyone was... There was no big time Charlies. There was no one that wasn't willing to put the work in to to help the team. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the main part of Wickham's success over the years. That with they've obviously like the general sort of system that we used in the uh, playoff campaign uh, when we won it back in twenty twenty. I think it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's obviously. Uh, I think like tight knit dressing rooms are obviously like the main point of having a successful team, and nobody thinks they're bigger than the club. 
think yeah. that's why Wickham's sort of a special uh, club. No, 100%. 100%. The best in the world. A lot of the world, like, they, they have uh, like amazing dressing rooms. Like, Leicester, when they won the Premier League, they still had they had a talented squad, but nowhere near what as talented as the teams above them. But their their dressing room was the reason that they ended up going on and, and winning the Premier League. If if you can get that kind of chemistry in a dressing room, which Gareth was was fantastic at kind of doing at Wickham, then then you've you've got always got a chance of succeeding. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So um, as well, uh, obviously you played for Luton, Brighton, and Peterborough. Um, before joining Wickham, and obviously Wickham's style of play is quite different to um, maybe what you've experienced there. So, how long did it sort of take you to adjust to Wickham's uh, specific style? Uh, not too long because I like running, so I was like, uh, I, I obviously knew, say, the capabilities of Bayo, um, and it was, and it was just a case of like just timing my runs off of him. All I need, all I know, needed to do was as soon as the ball was going up to him. It was either tell him to hold it and run around the front of him or tell him to flick it and run off the back of him. Uh, and it was as, as, as simple as that. And then it was also just like let, allowing him to rest. And, and me and I think obviously Nathan Tyson and Paris Cowan Hall and people doing for and allow him to, to, to do what he did best. Um, so it didn't, it didn't take me long at all. It was, it was, I was kind of very used to, to running and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's... Um... Because obviously, I guess his sort of style that the season you uh, played in was just have Akin Fenris the main focus to uh, n- uh, get the ball down and knock it onto a quick attacker to someone. Because I know the um, partnership with Cash Kit was quite successful the season before. So is that what he? That's what he was trying to do with you and Nathan, sort of thing. Same sort of style there. Yeah, it was as you said. It was it was to get the ball forward, um, have runners off of him, but we also had an, an engines in midfield. We say we had Marcus Bean, Sam Saunders, you had Gapey. Uh, blooms so we had people that could get up the pitch it wasn't the fact that we were just booting it and and then it was dropping and we were losing possession and it was coming straight back we had players who could who could get from box to box and were absolutely fit as anything so it was it was it was a proper game plan to play that way because and and utilize the, the strengths of all the players that we had yeah yeah I see what you mean. So, like, we had proper, like, eng- yeah, workhorses in midfield who would just pick up the scraps if, say, the ball uh, became loose off Akin Femmer or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, I'll hand you off to Wickham Bible now, Harrison. He's got two more questions for you. Yeah. Uh, Harrison, uh, yeah. Uh, obviously, Craig, I just want to say thank you so much for getting back to us and obviously joining us as our first one. Uh, no worries. I know you have a family, so I appreciate that. Um... <laughs> it's peace and quiet, but... <laughs> So I loved Alan Shearer and Kevin Phillips um, as being a striker. Obviously, both of those guys like were just amazing to watch. Kevin Phillips was obviously he was a little bit different to Alan Shearer. He was more in, in and around the fox, around the box, but he could still score some amazing goals. And obviously, Alan Shearer is just obviously an absolute legend. Um, and he could score any type of goal. He was a, a fantastic centre forward to watch. Yeah. So those two kind of inspired me when I was growing okay, up. And obviously, my second question is: How was your time with the Scottish national team? Oh, amazing! I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. Every time I went and represented Scotland, it was just, it was like I couldn't have asked for any more. It was to to pull on the shirt, to obviously to sing the national anthem, to to play against world world class players. Um, it was just an. It was a dream come true. I think like four years kind of previous to that, I was playing for Dagenham, yeah. um, like kind of part time, and, and then to to be playing four years later, playing on the international stage. It was it was amazing. So it's the, the memories I have forever. Yeah, but obviously I say thank you for asking the questions, and I'm going to hand you back to Liam now. He's got another one. No problem. <laughs> Hi. Uh, so yeah, uh, just to sort of bring it bring it back to to Wickham, uh, I, I could possibly predict what what your answer is is going to be to this one. Um, what's uh, what was your most memorable uh, Wickham game that that you played in? Is there is there like a defining game that that you would um, you would sort of nail down and say this was my my favourite game that I played in for for Wickham? Uh, it's hard because like we had so many like exciting. Get like comebacks and wins and stuff. Um, I think it was a game that I, to be honest, I came off the bench, um, and it's when Beanie scored his 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 volley. Oh, Carlisle. Um, 
Yeah, Carlisle at yeah. home. Um, right. And I think that, that was a turning point in the season when we realised like we can go on and get promoted. I think we'd, we'd had some good results and comeback results in those games, but obviously mm. we were down to we were winning. I think it was two 0 We went down to ten men. We, we I think we were losing four two or four two yeah. three two, and then obviously to to win it and. And we'd been giving Beanie a lot of stick as well, kind of leading up to that game about his finishing, because we used to do it after training and he used to put a lot in the thorn bushes. So, <laughs> so for, to see him score, I think every, like, everyone was just over the moon. Like, obviously, the, the result was fantastic and it, and it was a fantastic three points to get, but I think everyone was just more like amazed that Beanie hit the target and scored. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I believe he, he said um, in the, the press conference sort of after, after the game, that he, uh, the reason why he ran down the touchline was to try and get to his mum and dad, but they'd already left. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So far that's, ever that's why the bundle. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you don't have to tell us we, we've seen it, um, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So that was, that was one of the, one of the things we, we sort of, I, I remember that, that vividly sort of him, running down the touchline trying to find his mum and dad but they'd already gone which I think is absolutely hilarious um, you know um, it's just one of, one of those things my my favourite one of, of yours um, is uh, the Scunthorpe game yes yeah has, has to be the Scunthorpe game a particular the um, I don't know if you've seen the, the gif that we've used um, for yeah, promoting have, yeah. this uh, the little uh, sort of off the off the head and, and little little run and, and that was uh, one of those one of the goals from that game I thought that was uh, a really really good game actually to, to obviously be a part of the, the Carlisle one again being being another one like you said there was so many sort of in that sort of two or three year period that, that you've been with us um, the other other question uh, that I want to ask was if you could bring one ex-teammate that you played with um, in your cl- in your career before Wickham um, if you could bring one of those players with you to Wickham who would it have been oh wow um, oh, that is <laughs> include I'll, I'll let you I'll let you include Scotland as well in that because you uh, didn't play for for Scotland when you you, you were with us yeah yeah oh wow um God, that is that is a real, <laughs> real tough question. Um, who would I bring? Money, oh. money is no object. You know, we, we've got uh, money is no object. You could bring anyone with you. I'd say that there was a player at Brighton called Vicente who was unbelievable. Like, yeah, he was the he was only ever seventy percent fit when he played for us, um, and he was kind of <clears throat> getting on a little bit, so he would have fitted in perfectly with the team. Mm. But he he was just like phenomenal he like he was just in like the, the category of like ebbs when he was in his right. in, in full flow he was just there was just no stopping him and obviously he had a fantastic career at Valencia I think Real Madrid tried to buy him yeah um, the only the only disappointment for me was he was never 100% fit and I would have loved to have seen a kind of a full flow in Vicente because even watching a 70% one in mm. training and in games was just it was it was phenomenal so if I could have brought up anyone, I don't know how he would have dealt with the style of play. Of course, yeah. Um, in in that season as well, was um, David Stockdale the the goalkeeper that year, uh, or was it um, somebody next, different? The, was Algren? Uh, yeah. So we had Casper Ankergun was the first couple of years I was there. Then the last year I was there, uh, David Stockdale was the goalie. Right, yeah, yeah, of course. And obviously he uh, he came and played on loan for us a bit while while you were you were with us as well, didn't he? So uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah. a fantastic, fantastic guy and a great <laughs> keeper. Brilliant. Um, okay, well uh, that's that's my my next two. Uh, I'm going to pass you over to uh, Jaden. Over to you, sir. All right. Um, I've so I've got two sort of similar questions to Liam, but they're a little bit um, different. I said, <laughs> well, obviously. Um, so. Throughout your entire career, uh, who was the best player you've ever played against? So just for any club, anywhere, who was the best player that you've come up against and gone like, wow, they are unbelievable? Uh, I was very, very lucky that I played against the Spanish national team um, for Scotland. So I can run through the team if you want. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wow. So they had had Victor Valdez in goal. Uh, Jordi Alba was... Uh, I think left backs. Sergio Ramos was right back. PK and Puyo were centre halves, and then I think it was Busquets and Xavi. I think I think Sandy Corzola might have been playing David Villa, David Silva, and it might have been Lorente. 
were, wow. was the team. Um, and that was like in Spain. Spain yeah, that, that was the year. So we played them in the, uh, a European qualifying game for 2012. And then obviously they went on and won it in 2012. Um, but it was, yeah, it was phenomenal. Like to be, it was an away game. Um, it was in obviously in Spain. It was a, like we needed, I think we needed to win the game um, and match kind of Czech Republic's result to, to get into the playoffs. And we were 1 0 down after two minutes. So it was. It, it looked like it was going to be a long game, but it was. It was just phenomenal to to be standing on the same pitch as those guys and like being kind of shoulder to shoulder and um, kind of watch them on kind of the La Liga and, and then you're, you're next to them and you're kind of testing yourself against like the the best in the world. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. That's probably one of my most favourite games I've ever been involved in. Yeah, that's crazy. You got to play against like prime Spain with Puyo and that. <laughs> yeah. it must have been it must have been tough, but um, yeah, I'd imagine yeah. what an experience that is. No, it was enjoyable. I won a penalty, um, so that was good, and and I had a few a few shots and stuff. Um, so and I say like kind of few years previous, four or five years previous, I was playing for Dagenham. So to to be walking out in a European qualifier against Spain, it, it was a it was an unbelievable journey to to that point. Yeah, yeah, that must have been quite the journey. Do you remember what the score was? Uh, we lost three one. Oh, not too bad though. You did score so, against Prime Spain. Yeah, it was respectable. We, we, we say yeah. we were we were one nil down after two minutes. I think we it was two one going into the kind of the last ten minutes, and I think we were, we were just pushing to try and get but like get back into the game and hope for a good result with the Czech Republic, and then then obviously they hit us on the break. So. Um, I think we've done we've done a good job. We'd love to have said we we beat them, but there's not many teams that beat them at that point anyway. Yeah, it gave a good account of yourselves though, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, we did. <laughs> so um, moving back to Wickham, uh, obviously you scored a fair few goals for Wickham. Um, which one was your favourite and why? Um, oh, uh, probably the Scunthorpe one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ag- again, like we. We it was just one of those games that we'd we'd gone down to ten men, we'd kind of we'd pegged them back, and you think everyone's thinking, oh, we'll take two two, um, and then lucky I I just gambled on the defender kind of taking a bit longer on the ball. I know I was getting shouts to stay in just to 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 take the the, the point, but the, the thing is, is me I'm I, I like to be on the front foot, and when I feel like I can get get the ball, I, I'm I'm all in, and lucky enough I was all in, and and I got it, and. I still feel like I had quite a lot to do from where I was. Um, and it was just nice to kind of see it hit the back of the net and then got absolutely piled on by all the boys. So it was, it was, <laughs> a, it was a, it's, it's something you can't replicate. Like obviously now I'm retired and you look back at those games and kind of the, the, the noise of the crowd and the feeling you get when you, you score, it is, it's, it's something that just can't be replicated. Yeah, I was at that game as well because... Um... I was a little bit well. How old was I? Then? Like fifteen, fourteen. Oh. <laughs> so coming up to Wickham, living down in Devon, was a, a rarity for me. But that was the one of the ones that my dad brought me up to. Oh, perfect! Was, just what a game! I was right there next to the pylon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice! <laughs> I watched it back the other day, and it's just like, like that was one of my best memories sporting Wickham. Like, yeah. um, it was such a such a good day, and then the, the goal as well, how it just bounced up twice, and you had to control it with your head and then control it again. And yeah, brilliant finish into the bottom corner. <laughs> <laughs> I think Harrison uh, might have two more questions for you, uh, and then uh, we might open it up to the floor. So yeah. I'll hand you over to Basically, Harrison. Yep. Um, obviously, taken away from the Wickham stuff. Um, am I right in saying you do coaching? I've yeah, started so doing some, stri- uh, some striker coaching for you. It, it's all right. I've I've started to put it out there. I'm kind of like I, I should have done this a few years ago, and but I I kind of put it off yeah. and I put it off, and and now like I've, I've kind of retired and now I'm, I'm starting to forge forward with it so I've started to to I, I put it out there a few weeks well months ago and I've done a few kind of striking sessions um not involved with Peterborough but Peterborough allowed me to use their facility oh, uh which is which was nice and yeah it's just it's just I'm just learning now I obviously want to do kind of t- teach people how yeah. to finish like, obviously all the way from grassroots up into the pro pro level um i feel like i've amassed a lot of like knowledge throughout my time yeah. of playing um and i think it's kind of it'd be unfair not to start giving that back yeah. so i've t- i've just started doing it doing it now um I'm, i've gone into peterborough and said and had chats with them and i saw blooms the okay. other day 
um and had a chat about with him just about to go in like to go in and see what yeah. he does and obviously look at what what kind of what they do with the strikers because it's it's quite a niche thing it's, when you look at football clubs um you don't really see striker coaches yeah. it's it's coaches for the kind of the whole round play um but i feel that it needs to be specific coaches for specific positions exactly. because um they they're all completely different so um, I'm just looking, lucky looking for venues yeah. now um, in, in different areas, and there'll probably be more within on my social media of yeah. like where I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. So, if there's any like budding strikers out there, just keep keep an eye out, and there'll be some more. Yeah, stuff and going also on. now, obviously, my last question. Moving back to uh, Wickham. Um, so basically, where do you think the club for this season? No, where do you think? Yeah, where do you think the club for this season? Who do you think will be the standout player? Where do you think? Um, I think it's going to be an in, like an interesting season. Obviously, there's a lot of yeah. change. Um, I, I was at the Cardiff game the other day, um, and it was it was a good game. Obviously, defensively solid. Um, it was it was kind of there wasn't many opportunities going forward. But again, you're playing against a team who are a league above. So when you look at it on the basis of that, it was it was a good a good result and a good performance. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think they'll they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, say looking at the signings that have, have been made, um, it looks they they look like young young players who are who've got something about them and they want to obviously progress and um, it's an it's exciting time for the club. Yeah. Um, um, standout players, obviously, I'll, I'll say JJ's always yeah, going to be a standout be. just because of his 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 ability with his left foot. There's there's I don't think there's many in that division. That have a left foot quite like his, his set plays and everything, and obviously like how he he positions himself is is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I know Sam Vokes as well. So obviously um, keeping him fit and and playing in and around him will be important because he's got unbelievable experience. He, he knows every single level. Um, so there's there's some fantastic older players experience, yeah. and there's some great younger players. So it's. It's, it's, I say it's an exciting time. It's going to be tough because there's some very good teams in in that division. Um, but I think see, kind of seeing the boys and and I say speaking to Blooms and stuff, there's there's a real positivity moving forward. Okay, yeah. So I think we're going to open the questions up to um, obviously the people that are on here now to see if they have any questions. I do have one that got yep. sent in, and obviously it's not to do about Wickham. It's to do with Southend. So. Um, okay. So they're asking, what's your thoughts on what's going on at South End? If you've seen, obviously, the what's going on with, yeah. There's a situation with the yeah. owners, and also, um, obviously, they they could just kind of stay in, in the league yeah, without yeah. the situation yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's disappointing. Obviously, like South End, such a, a, a fantastic club with great heritage. Um, it's it's we, we don't want to see these things these things happening to clubs and. Obviously, I don't. I don't know all the ins and outs. It's obviously we, we need to just make sure that, like, every everyone is on the same page. We, like everyone knows, like that the club can function well, and there's not these like these issues don't happen. They they seem to be uh, kind of more and more at this moment in yeah. time, where where clubs are. Um, again, I don't know whether it's bad ownership or, or what what the situation is, but. We, 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 everyone wants to try the best to keep these clubs going because there's a, there's players, there's staff, there's a big community, there's a, a lots of history with, around these clubs, and um, everyone should want the best for each and every club because ultimately that's what ev- everyone loves to see, and, and that's what keeps the the, the, the leagues going. Okay, yeah, um, I don't know if there's any more questions or if Erling, you've got one. Uh, yeah, if anyone's uh-huh. got any questions uh, for Craig, uh, reply. To I'm just having questions. a little flick through now, just to see if I can see anything. Yeah. But uh, I can't. No, I, I can't, can't see any at the moment. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, Craig. Don't worry about that. Yeah. No. I, I was just gonna just gonna ask, sort of, from like a, a personal sort of point of view, really. Um, like your, you said like your your coaching career and or coaching career is kind of taking off or, or wanting to take off. What's the sort of aspiration? Is it like a staying as like a one to one or moving into a moving into a club like taking on like a proper role in a club or just doing the the one to one things? Probably more more one to ones. Um, I think like I'd, I'd like to go into a club. 
obviously I'd, and, and learn a bit more about the coaching side like mm. I, I under like for me I know what I need and how to set sessions up for myself I think yeah. it's, le- it's learning and understanding how to set sessions up for other people and how other coaches uh do it everyone obviously has their own opinions and their own views of it so it's it's good to be in and around other coaches to kind of bounce ideas off and and see what they feel might work and what doesn't but I think uh, eventually I'd like to be doing more one-to-one sessions um I've always found kind of doing sessions within clubs um you you have players like join in but sometimes they it's not they don't take it seriously in a sense because you're you're there and they're just doing it when you do kind of one-to-ones and players come to you they're paying for your time yeah so they're, obviously, they're obviously kind of uh they're putting the effort in to pay you so it's a little bit differently i think i feel like the intensity sometimes is is different when someone's paying you for, for your time rather than kind of being in a club when it's free and it's just it can it can be a little bit blase sometimes yeah, I, I guess the the other thing as as well is maybe like the something like the PFA or, or something like that. Maybe like the the free agents who are sort of looking to to gain a contract or, or something like that, um, like to to sort of get back into into football or, or something like that. Maybe the the PFA could could help you or, or something like that could because maybe sort of put your name out there because you know you've you've scored bucket loads of goals. You know you've got massive experience and. Um, you know, you're you you are sort of who you are, kind of thing. You you sort of CV speaks for itself, so you don't really need to prove yourself to to anyone. In 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 my eyes, you know, you've got um, uh, you know, there's loads of people, I guess, that that would possibly need um need your sort of expertise to to maybe get sort of fine tune their sort of craft and and maybe get back into a into a club. Yeah, no, definitely, I, I totally agree with you, and. and... I think for me now it's like it's putting more out on social media um, mm. so people can see what I'm doing. Obviously, he's talking with you guys. It's great because people can find out what I'm actually doing. Um, and it's, it, I think the, the most difficult thing is just finding venues, finding somewhere that I can obviously be based um, and then kind of do my sessions from from there. I think that's the, yeah. the, the, most, the, the, the hardest thing I'm finding. I think once I have a base then it's easy to put it a bit more out there and say, this is where I am rather than kind of maybe jumping from place to place. Um, That that will happen obviously because there's, it's a big country and there might be someone kind of up North that wants to do it and down South. But if I have a base, if I have a base, then people know where I am and it it becomes a lot easier. So it's a lot of logistics. It's, It's a, it's a different world now. Like playing football is easy. I just turned up, kicked the ball around, and <laughs> and went home. And now, I, I, like on the business side, it's looking at the logistics, the, the social media, the the, the the booking platform, everything. You know, I'm lucky I've got a great partner who knows how to deal with all that because. For me, I'd be sending a pigeon seal. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's uh, it, it's certainly sort of your your experiences and things. It, it does sort of bring it back to to when I was sort of doing uh, doing football coaching and things myself. You know, you sort of there there's like a, an X amount of time where where the goals are up and and all that kind of things. You know, certain pitches they have to take the goals down, all that kind of thing, and and they have other stuff going on. Yeah, I, I completely understand <laughs> what you have to go through. Honestly, it's it's a nightmare, and um, they're, they're not the most accommodating of people some of the places you go to i'm i'm sure um even if even if you're an ex-professional footballer i'm I'm sure you still still have to sort of grit your teeth sometimes um so uh what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna sort of just go uh dive into do we okay yeah brilliant go on um, go for it he's a hey great hope retirement is treating you well uh looking back on the league two promotion year was that goal to get promoted um Sorry, was the goal that got the goal that season to get promoted, or was the squad pleasantly surprised uh, by the position you found yourselves in later in the season? No, the goal the goal was always to get promoted. Like we we in pre season we we got together as a team and we basically said like everyone's written us off already. Like the season hadn't even started, and I think we were probably relegation favourites. Um, and I think we all knew what we were capable of. We had all achieved fantastic things in our career. We had great young players who were who were hungry. So once the the, the preseason was there, we we set the goal of promotion. And and obviously we every every week that went by and every result that when we were coming back from losing and winning, it was it was kind of it kept fueling us and that kept pushing us on. And people were still kind of 
saying we weren't going to do it and that just added more fire to the uh, fuel to the fire and, and it pushed us on and it drove us through and obviously we we, we did it at um, I think it was Chelten Chel- uh, Chesterfield away um, and and I think that's epitomised the club over the last uh, however many years since I was at five years in total maybe it's 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 gone from strength to strength and it's always been a club where people have said it can't be done and and they've done it. Yeah, we're sort of, we're sort of like the big underdogs, aren't we? Really, I think uh, for Wickham it was just steady progress um, in League Two before the actual promotion season. Like we're just getting better and better every year, and then we finally got it that season. Um, so I think yeah. Um, if we got any more questions, uh, please let us know. If not, should we move on to our sort of a more light-hearted questions? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's do that. Um, so I, I think uh, I'm gonna just sort of kick this bit off, uh, Craig. Uh, it's, uh, there are some there are some funny funny ones um, to uh, begin with. So, what is the craziest? If you could tell us the craziest dressing room story you've ever, like the the craziest thing that's ever happened in the dressing room, or the craziest dressing room story you've ever heard, or or anything like that. Can you can you share um... one of those with us? When I was at, at Dagenham, we had uh, well, uh, we one of me and the, uh, one of the players found a, 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 like a, it was like a dead bird, so we ended up put, putting it in one of the players' uh, bags, um, which he obviously found and was very very angry about. Um, and then a couple of days later, we came back in for training, and uh, the, the guy I did it with, he, he opened up his bag and uh, basically a whole cascade of like grasshoppers and crickets and <laughs> like things just come flying out of his bag and literally they were all over the dressing room um so that was like one of the if you can say one of the craziest, craziest <laughs> yeah. ones what, craziest ones i can talk about anyway right, well yeah no of course i, I could appreciate you don't want to throw anyone under the bus or, or, or say anything you don't want to um any any anything like any quirky things obviously you know we all know that wickham can can sometimes be a mad place any any particular stories from from wickham that, that you can share that you've not, got not really like we were such a dedicated dressing room and there was, it was just a, like kind of lots of lots of dancing and and enjoying the, and the sessions and kind mm. of it was just fun. It was just so much fun. Like say when you're in a team and everyone is on the same page and everyone like wants to wants you to succeed just as much as they want to succeed. It, it was just it was just an amazing time being in every 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 day. And to say even when it, it was it wasn't going our way in in a game, you come in at mm. half time and. It, like people were would say what they want to say, but no one would take it in the wrong way. It was just like you knew if you dropped your standard. So, um, but it was just yeah, it was just fun. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of of any madness that would. There probably <laughs> is. I probably I probably blocked it all out, but there there probably was madness. <laughs> but it's uh, it's fine. No, we we forgive you. Don't don't worry. Though it's absolutely fine. The uh, the the one about the crickets and and on all that kind of stuff, grasshoppers and things from uh, from Dagnum. I'm, I'm sure that was uh, that was an interesting experience uh, <laughs> yes. to say the least. And and it's definitely uh, put a smile on my face, even though I wasn't even there. So uh, and it was uh, that was quite funny. Um, uh, Harrison, mate. Uh, wanna... Yeah. So basically, um, so I've got a question. It might be a hard one. Um, but who's the best manager you've played under your career? Oh, yeah, you, that is a difficult <laughs> one. There's been a lot of um, ones. Yeah, it has, it has. Um, I think, I, obviously, when I joined Peterborough, Darren yeah. Ferguson at the time, I think I, I, that, at that period in time, I had kind of my best spell probably as a player, um, and he was just very uh, attacking. He, we were... We were kind of very much, very much like Wickham, in, in, and we were all at attack. We played a bit of a different yeah. way. We, we got, um, but I think under under Darren, I learned a lot. Um, I enjoyed it a lot because as a forward, it was basically just create as many chances as you can and just score more goals than the other team. Um, and it was it, it worked out that way. So he was probably the, the one of the best I've worked under, like technically. Like having to learn the game a different way, Gus was a, was Gus Poyet was a an amazing manager to work under because when I played for Brighton, I had to learn to play a completely different yeah. way. Um, so it was it was really interesting to work under him and and learn how how I had to kind of play a different part in the team and and try and use different strengths and um, find different ways of scoring goals. So, but I, I say I've, I've been lucky to play under some really good managers. Yeah, who who would be your second? 
Um, <laughs> second, who, have I, who else have I had? Uh, um, wow, let me just think off the top of my head. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'd, I'd say Gareth is 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 up there yeah. again. He was like uh, man management wise and understanding the players um, and allowing the players to go and do do their job and and not not really getting too involved. Like he did, he did like uh, obviously the tactics and stuff, but he just allowed the players to express themselves and kind of uh, manage themselves. So I think more on a kind of a a player to player, like player to manager basis, rather than kind of like the the, te- the tactical and the technical. He was just very good at, at giving you the confidence to go and be who you are yeah. and, and 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 kind of express yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm going to hand you over to Liam. Also, we've done this earlier, but we'll let Liam. Yeah. Uh, no, Jaden. Uh, I think you've. I think you've got a. I think you've got a, a very, oh, got a very interesting question. question. Yeah. <laughs> oh. you, honestly, Craig. Uh, this this is going to throw you off big this time. This one. Okay. So I'm not sure, Craig. If you have you seen the um, Knowing Me, Knowing Blues series that Wickham do on the YouTube channel? Uh, I've I've kind of scanned across it. I haven't quite watched it now. <laughs> Okay, so um, basically there's this question that's become a bit of Wiccan folklore. Okay. Uh, it gets asked to every single player who comes on, so we thought we'd ask it to you. Yeah. Um, would you rather fight 10 duck-sized bears or a bear-sized duck? 10 duck-sized bears <laughs> or a, bear, a bear-sized duck? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the uh... one. Probably ten duck-sized bears, because <laughs> I think I, I, I'd have more chance. Like if, if it's obviously a big duck, I'm going to get squashed. But I reckon I could take on ten little bears. Yeah. So yeah. so that's uh, that's one nil to the te- to the uh, to the ten to little the uh, ten little bear. Oh, ten little ten. So oh dear. Um, that's going to be one nil to them. We're going to keep a tally of this, just like the guys did uh, last season. Okay. We're going to keep keep a tally of this, and uh, and we'll we'll keep you updated with the with the results. Um, yeah. So. Uh, just uh, one one final thing. You, you're very very kind to to do this oh, for us, and, and we're going to do this with with um, with all the guests. Um, your uh, your greatest eleven of of Wickham players that, that you played with. Um, we're we're just gonna, or I'm just gonna go through sort of the the positions, and if you could just sort of maybe say a, a little bit about uh, about the players that you've picked, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If that's all good. So um, starting off in goal. Um, David Stockdale, Stocko, um, just what what was your what was your thoughts about sort of playing with with him um, in your in your career and, and time at Wickham? Yeah, no, obviously like Stocko is a, a great leader. He's a great person to have in and around the dressing room. Um, he's kind of uh, he's just a way, just his mannerisms on and off the pitch. Um, obviously, he's a fantastic keeper um, to have about his his kind of passing range. Everything like about him was just. Um, just kind of suited Wickham. Um, as I say, I played with him at Brighton. He was unbelievable um, and obviously had a great success there. And obviously he brought that, all of that knowledge and understanding to, to, to Wickham as well. And obviously successful from that. Did, um, did you ever play against him at all? Do you, um, do you remember I, playing against him? I think I did. I think when I was at Peterborough, we played Fulham in the FA Cup and I think he right. pulled off of two worldies against me in that <laughs> period of time. So, yeah, he, he, I never. I don't think I ever beat him in a, a natural match. In training, uh, in training, I did a lot. But, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for mentioning that. I, I thought I might yeah. uh, might ask the question just in case, but, uh, but yeah. Um, so let's go to to the fullbacks. We'll start off on the on the right hand side. Um, Jason uh, Jason McCarthy. Um, just yeah. give us a bit about him, please. He was a. Uh, he wasn't really a fullback, to be honest. He was more like a, a wing, a winger, or yeah. he, like he, he kind of never really played fullback. He played like winger or like a, a front three. He was just <laughs> he, he, he was more forward than he was back. But he was he seemed to to make it up the pitch, and then he'd still he'd get back and defend. He had an unbelievable engine on him, and obviously he chipped him with some fantastic goals and assists. So he was he was he was the reason why because he was very attacking. 
How many how many times did he join and leave in your in your period? Because uh, I think he's been he's joined and left like five times now. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't. How, how many times uh, did he join and leave while while you were with us? It must have been uh, two at least. Uh, yeah, it might have been a, it might have been a couple. But it, <laughs> it's obviously shows how how much he enjoys he enjoys the club and and loves being here. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, and then uh, we go on to as as you were saying about Jason, you know, uh, one of a of a right foot. We've got a. But probably the best left-footed player in in the football league, uh, JJ. Well, um, and my personal my personal favourite, obviously, alongside yourself, um, <laughs> uh, uh, JJ. What 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 can you say about him that that's not already been said? Really? Um, yeah. He, oh, he's, he's a he's a fantastic guy. Obviously, he's been at the club uh, ten years. Uh, he kind of epitomises what Wickham's all about. Um, and they say his, his left foot is is to die for his his delivery. They say the goals he's scored, the the the, the cool calmness of the, of the penalties that he had to take, especially obviously in the in the player final. Oh. Um, he's he's been he's been a great servant to the club. He's he's been a fantastic player over his time. He's obviously still going strong. Um, I think he's thirty seven, maybe maybe a little bit younger yeah, than that. Something he's, like that. He, he's been fantastic, obviously. He's not as marauding as as uh, Jason was, um, but you don't have to be when you can put the ball anywhere you want with that left foot. Yeah, yeah, of course, um, and of course you were there. Uh, you you were there against Cardiff, weren't you? Um, yes, yeah, I was yeah. for his uh, for his testimonial. How how was that um, sort of being? I guess being asked to be sort of come on and, and do the the parade thing that that you guys did. How how was that for you? Like as to to be asked to to come and do that for him. Yeah, it was lovely. It was like, obviously, as we were walking around, it was kind of saying, like, how much we miss it. And, how, like, the, the, those days when you were playing, it's just, they go so quick. And, obviously, mm. walking around the pitch and kind of being on the grass again, it's like, you, you, it's just, you, you miss those, those times. Um, but it was lovely, to obviously, to be part of, of JJ's day um, and, and, and kind of be go back and, and say hello to the Wickham fans. Of course. Um, and then the... the do do we call it a do we call it a back uh, a back three or, or are we gonna are we gonna say that you, you've got sort of um, one of them is my substitution in the oh, oh, su- substitution <laughs> right okay fair enough um, so uh, Darius and Darius and Adam I mean Adam obviously was was skipper for for a bit of time and and then Darius what what can you what can you say about them obviously you played with Adam as well at, at Brighton yeah they're, they're just both kind of pure leaders there wasn't there's no pace between them so I probably should have put uh, <laughs> Anthony Stewart in there for the pace which uh, I said he could be he could be one of the subs that comes on um, um, but they were just like Adam uh, I've known since, say since Brighton and he's just a warrior like he's a great a great commander of, of men and um, someone you'd want in, in a, the trenches view and, and, and the same with Darius obviously with with Darius, it's an unbelievable story of like kind of being told he had to retire, and he kind of he showed his the, the grit and determination, which as I said Wickham Wickham epitomises. Um, and he obviously took the back of the club to to Wembley, and um, obviously uh, got a winners' medal. So those two uh, kind of epitomise the character of the team that I'm going for. Fair enough, and uh, the big man tools on the other side. What 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 can we say? What can we say about him uh, as okay. well? He he, uh, he kind of grew into a fantastic player when, when I was there. He, I think, obviously having Adam, having Darius um, around him, like players like that to learn from. He kind of he grew into a leader himself, and he he became like a stronger player, and he he became a, a big character. In the, obviously in the dressing room and he's obviously moved on to, to, to Aberdeen where it's, he's kind of taken his next challenge on. Mm. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and uh, th- this midfield, by the way, I, I I love it. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Like the like what you've what you've put in there, the 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 four players that you've kind of picked. I, I think it's just just epitomises the the sort of the workhorse um, <laughs> work rate kind of thing that uh, that we want to achieve at or that we have achieved at Wickham. So, uh, Gapey and, and and Curtis, what what can we what what can you say about about them that? Um, maybe others haven't haven't said or well, I couldn't. Or is, I, I couldn't separate them. So I say one one can start, and I'll, I'll bring them off and put the other one on. But they, perfect again. They were both like fantastic at breaking the play up. Absolutely had acid, unbelievable engines on them. Like great, um, like great characters. Like box to box, 
like I say, they, they just like Adam and Darius and Tools, like the, the grit and determination that they they had in there. Like players didn't want to play against them. They weren't very big, um, mm. but they were they were strong and they were powerful. And again, not many people wanted to play against them because they they covered every single blade of grass. Yeah, um, no, definitely, and and I think as well we we've sort of seen over the last few years like players like Gaby Curtis and uh, and you know like the other like defensive midfielder players like we've had like Josh Scowen as as well those kind of guys. I think if uh, if one of those guys is is injured, then then we we have kind of struggled in in the past. I think with uh, with that kind of position. So and it is a the way we we played, especially when when you were there and and sort of Bayo and and those guys. We we needed those kind of positions to to sort of help you guys out as well as as sort of the back four, you know. So it's it's a really really key position for I think a start of play that that we had back then. Yeah, it's it's the ugly like they did the ugly side like mm. uh, like amazingly well, and they did it with like they never complained about any of it. They did it with just, like with uh, everything that they had, um, but they also had quality. Like, and I think sometimes people forget they they see the dirty work that they were mm. doing. But they also had quality on the ball. They also scored some fantastic goals that were massive contributions into games that we were playing in. So, as much as obviously they're in there for the doggedness and their mm-hmm. hard work, they still had quality on the ball when it was needed. And uh, well, moving on, uh, we've got uh, probably one of one of my sort of. Uh, favorite players of of my time supporting Wickham um I actually remember saying to my friend when uh Dagenham and Redbridge played against us all those years ago and, and you guys were playing at that team I think we should sign all of that team that played against us you know you guys uh you had you Fozzie Saunders uh Strebs you know yeah. we could have we could have signed all of you in one go I, I, I thought that you guys were brilliant um but Sam Saunders um you know it absolute wonder of a, a right foot didn't he and uh you know, he's he's gone on to coaching like yourself. Yeah, no, he's. He, I would say I've known Sam for a long time, and when he was at Dagenham, he had a bit more pace, and he could get down the wing, and he could and he'd cross the ball in, and he could beat a few players. And um, as he's got got older, he still had a bit of pace, and he still had a bit of know how. But he, he he's, his right foot was wonderful. He he, he <clears> could put a fantastic delivery in. Again, he was he was fit, and it, like. I think from Sam, you saw his set pieces and his delivery and his passing range, but also he 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 was he could run and he was uh, he was a fit lad and he could put tackles in and he could win the ball back. So you had like I say, Curtis Gapey and that on one side where they were more dogged and they could they could play a ball where he he could find a pass, he could get across in the box, um, he could put a set delivery uh, in, but he also could work his backside off on the other side of it. Mm. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. I, I I totally totally agree with everything. And you know, as I said before, I think um, uh, we we could have done with him maybe a, a few more a few years ago uh, than uh, than he actually did sign for us. You know, uh, very much like yourself. Um, you know, all that that Dagenham Redbridge team that that won the won the uh, national league uh, back then and, and came mm-hmm. up. Uh, I I think you know if we'd have. We'd have had you guys a, a lot sooner than uh, than you never know what what could have happened. But, but <laughs> yeah. hey ho, uh, that's just me. That's just me being jealous um, of other teams. Um, what about uh, what about the Gaffer uh, Blooms? Um, you know, again, so so many years, so much experience. Um, what what was it like to, to sort of play play alongside him? Well, you've seen I've got not gone for many flair players. I've gone for <laughs> I've gone for a lot of hard working and and players with a, with a lot of heart. But he's he, again, he's Mr. Wickham, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. Every, everything he epitomises everything that Wickham is. Um, he was a, he was an um, like he was a man, the fittest man, one like one of the the best the best pros I've ever met. Like after training, he would always he would be doing runs from box to box. He'd he like he was he'd run more than me after training. Well, to be honest, I didn't run in training; I'd run in games. But <laughs> he uh, he yeah he he was he would be up and down. He bleeds Wickham. Um, and obviously, for him to to have that that kind of the promotion from League Two to League One was fantastic. But for him to have that opportunity to lift the the trophy to for the, like the boys to play in the championship, and obviously for him to play in the championship was was amazing. Um, and obviously, he's gone on now to to manage the club, and um, I'm hoping that he has a fantastic and successful uh, tenure as a manager. 
I'm, I'm sure he will do. You know, the, the impact that, that he had at, at sort of Colchester and, and stuff in his short time there, you know, he managed to sort of drag them from, from sort of relegation battle in uh, League Two and, and sort of put them up to, to sort of just below mid-table. And, you know, that was within sort of three or four months of uh, of his time there. And, and obviously came over to us and, and you know, hopefully... It'll be a successful successful season uh, this season. Um, I know you said you haven't really got any flair players in there, but there's a couple coming up that I've noticed. <laughs> um, de- definitely some some cult heroes in there. Um, th- this one, uh, I'm going to ask you who who uh, uh, I'm going to ask you to make a, a definitive decision here. Who who's going to start, you or Tyson? Um, I'd say me because I was probably less injury prone than him. So, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We'll take that. Um, so, uh, Nathan, Nathan Tyson. I mean, obviously, uh, second spell at the club when he when he joined uh, joined us uh, when you were there as well. So uh, we we knew what we were getting with him. But but what was it like to to play with him? Obviously, he played in a different position. Played off the left when uh, when he came back for his second spell. Yeah, obviously, like one of the he again fit man, like ridiculously fast for for his age. Like he's mm. he's a little bit older than me. I think at the time I might have been kind of thirty five ish, thirty six, and he was I think he was thirty eight, and he was he was the quickest player at the club at thirty eight, mm. which is which is phenomenal. Um, and and obviously he was just an out, an outstanding kind of outlet to have in the team. You knew if you could put the put the ball in behind. There wasn't anyone that was going to catch him, um, yeah. and he was he was a, a fantastic player. Again, hard working. He'd get up and down. He'd, he'd, he'd do the jobs he was asked, and um, he was just a great pro, great guy to be around. Obviously, I see him on Saturday at the game, and it was just lovely to to speak to him. And he's just a, such a fantastic man to to talk to, and um, it was it was always great playing alongside him. So I knew if he knocked it past the defender, all I had to do was get in the box because it was being delivered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, no, that's that's what I what I totally agree with. Um, who uh, who do you think would uh, would win in a race between him and Gareth McCleary? Uh, Tyson. Do you think so? Really? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you that. I'd love to have seen it. Um, uh, you know, Tyson and and G Mac in uh, in sort of Wickham Wickham colours together. It would have been amazing to to see it. Um, uh, I'm gonna gonna ask you to talk about yourself now. I don't know if you like to do that very much, but um, but uh, just just give us a little bit that you, that you haven't already said tonight um, about yourself, like your, your sort of time at the club and and all that kind of thing like the way you used to play and and all that for for those that don't know if there are any that, that don't know yeah no, I, I used to I, I like obviously playing in a three was a little bit different because normally I was used to being a center forward and, and playing kind of as, as a two um but obviously Gareth kind of wanted to play with a three and, and play with players off of off of Bayo so um there was a little bit more work kind of being out on the right and, and mm. I'm, I'm an honest player like I'll I'll get up the pitch as I might oh, we're with my defending so um and I, and I had a great kind of pair of legs and lungs that I could do that um and I'd always give everything I had every game because it was always a privilege to kind of play football and, and never knowing that it might be your last game so that was always my the way I I approached every game um when I was playing <coughs> Um, and then obviously to, to play with Bayo, it was it was it was fantastic because I, I, there was no one that was ever going to beat him in a, in a strength contest. So I knew yep. if the ball went up to him to his chest, all I had to do was get off the front of him. Um, and I also knew that if it was at his head, he was going to flick it. So it was a dream, really. I knew I could run inside or outside, and then it was just obviously my quality in front of goal. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to have scored more goals. I think I probably could have done. Um, but obviously, as a centre forward, we all, or as a, a forward, we always say that. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I love my time there. Um, it was, it was a fantastic, fantastic time for three years. It's, it's a shame that I didn't kind of towards. I didn't really play in the the season. The team got promoted from the from League One into the Championship. Um, but I was at Wembley um, when the boys got promoted. So that was that was amazing. I'd love to have kind of been involved a bit more in that, but. I, like football is football, and it's just yeah. the way it goes. Um, but yeah, over over the three years, I had a, I, I had a, a great time, met some fantastic people, and as I said, obviously going back on Saturday for JJ's testimonial and seeing uh, Bayo, Beanie, Darius, uh, and stuff like that, and Tice, it was it was just like being back at the club again. So 
Um, I, yeah, it, it, I'll have fond memories of it. Don't uh, don't throw those boots away, will you? Because uh, you never know. We, we we might we might need a, a super sub to come on. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you could still do the job. Yeah, yeah. I just back post. I tap it in. That's that's absolutely fine. We we don't mind that. Um, <laughs> then uh, we've got the got the boy wonder Ebbs. Um, when he when he first when he first came in, I'm pretty sure. Uh, most Wickham fans will admit he was sort of an unknown quantity, and we were like, "Oh, here we go, a, a lone player from from Crystal Palace." Uh, Q, uh, sorry, QPR, a lone player from QPR. Um, what what are we going to get with with this one? Um, what what sort of what can you say? Uh, are there any sort of things that, that you can say about him that that maybe we we don't know or we haven't sort of heard of or anything like that without without sort of. Uh, Trade um, any any trade secrets or anything like that. That no, he was just he was just obviously just naturally gifted. He he probably thought at first like, what have I let myself into? Because obviously he obviously he wants to get on the ball, and at, at that time obviously we were playing all Bayos. I think it might have taken him just a little bit of time to adjust, but once he adjusted and once we realised like how good this boy is, like he used to pick the ball up in training and beat five players like with ease. <laughs> And like everyone's like scrambling to try and tackle him, and he's, he he was just floating by like it was a Sunday league game. So yeah. we could, you could see the quality he had. You could see like where he was going to play in the Premier League and 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 do amazing stuff that which he's doing. Um, and he was a, a humble young man who was willing to listen and learn um, and take everything on board. Um, he didn't shirk any of his duties. He he, he worked hard. Um, uh, and I say when we when we got the ball, and if it wasn't going into Bayo, we knew if we gave him the ball, then <laughs> then magic would happen. Um, it, and, either give it to give it to Bayo or give it to Eze, and, uh, and magic magic will happen. Yeah, that's yeah that's, yeah. We could just stand there and watch basically, and let let, <laughs> let let them two get on with it. Fair enough. Um, I, I guess as well, you you watched his. Um, I, I presume you might have watched his England debut and and sort of just. Was was gleaming with with pride that you you sort of had a, a part to play in his sort of rapid rise to to the top and and God knows where where he'll end up um, in the future. Oh, he's he's got the world at his feet. He can go he can go all the way. Like he can play in the big six easy. He's got that much ability. He's he's still young. He's still developing. Um, he's he's making it look easy in the Premier League now. And uh, like I think, say he gets in a top six team, he'll 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 shine even more. So no, so it's, it's lovely like to be uh, around someone like that who comes in and they're humble and they and they want to work and they want to learn. And you obviously years down the line, you see how how hard they've worked and the position that they put themselves in. And he's obviously had a serious injury, he ruptured his Achilles, and he's he's come mm. back stronger from that. So it shows the sign of. Like what his his kind of drive is, and and how he doesn't allow anything to 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 stop him. So, no, I wish him all the success, and and I, I truly believe he'll he'll be playing at one of the big six in the, in the near future. Fair enough. Uh, no, I I totally agree. I, I think uh, he he definitely has the world at his feet, and I, and I know when uh, when he did come on for his England debut and and we won a penalty, I was I was hoping and praying that they were going to give it to him. But you know, Harry Kane was still on the pitch at the time, so I'd, you know, there's only one man who's going to take it, um, which was unfortunate for I think for Wickham fans who, who thought that they would see a uh, an ex Wickham player score for England, but but you never know. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I must warn you, the, the last player, this this is being recorded, so he possibly will hear this. So be careful what you say, because <laughs> he, he might he might come after you. Um, the the big man, uh, big man Beo, what uh, uh, you know, uh, just a, an absolute well beast. <laughs> yeah, a legend. He's a le- he's a legend. Like he's he is a bit like he was a fantastic player to to play with. Like we got him fantastically well. Um, he he could he could read the game amazing. Obviously, he was a big strong man, and and people think that that was all he was about. But he had an unbelievable touch. He had an amazing eye for goal. He was fantastic at, at bringing people into the game. There's so much more to him than than just his strength. And obviously, to 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 have played alongside him um, and to have success with him was was amazing. And um, it, it was just like a, a great, like a joy to be around him. He was—he's a, a fantastic guy. He's got so much enthusiasm and charisma and energy. He, it's just infectious to be around him. It's like, and he was a driving force 
with uh, through the old uh, other older lads as well of, mm. of pushing the team forward and he's he's he was fantastic for the younger lads as well he was a, a, a fantastic pro and he'd do the right things and he he was always there to to talk to them and and give them advice um and and obviously a, a legend of the game and and now he's obviously doing fantastic things outside of outside of football which everyone kind of knew knew he would yeah Fantastic. Well, no, I I can't say can't say fairer than that. All all of those choices, you know, I I, I definitely wouldn't uh, wouldn't argue with any of those. Um, so I, I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up um, there. We've got question. one one last question that, uh, that we're gonna ask you, and then uh, we'll let you uh, let you go off. No but problem. Thank you so much. Your highest and lowest points in football. Oh, that's a that's a good one. Uh, the highest point would probably be representing Scotland against Spain. That was yeah. probably my, my highest point. Um, lowest point would be probably the... I ruptured my Achilles when I was at Brighton uh, and I was out for 13 months. So having to kind of deal with the mental health aspects yeah. of that was was really, really tough. Um it's like, there's, there's obviously now I'm retired and there's, there's aspects of that I want to kind of help people with because I went through a real tough time. I was out for 13 months. Like it, it kind of, it once I came back from football to football, it, it kind of changed me as a player. So I was, I wasn't the person I was before the injury. So there was a kind of a lot to, to deal with and uh, try and uh, kind of reevaluate who you are as a player while you're playing and getting older. Yeah. It, was, it was quite a, difficult um situation to be in so um yeah i've had kind of big major opposites ends of the spectrum um but it's it's part kind of part and parcel of the game learning learning these things how to deal with them um and then obviously now i've got the experience of with kind of playing at different levels and and kind of understanding the the stresses and strains both mentally and physically if i feel like i'm in a good place now to kind of start giving that information back to people yeah all i want to say is um i think we're starting to wrap up now um that thank you for coming on we honestly appreciate like the first person to come on to be well no thank you for having me incredible as well definitely been great today or erling no, uh, just just again, no, absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for for doing this, and and hopefully uh, it won't be uh, won't be too long before uh, before we do another one. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate you having me on, and, and I wish you all the success with yeah, it. Yeah, appreciate. It. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks You're so welcome much. back on anytime. <laughs> great to have you on. Honestly, yeah. it's a great, Cheers, it's a great show. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Well, that is our first that was, that was podcast done. Um, we are coming back on for the aftermath. I'm going to come back on. I don't know if these are, but are we I'm going back, back on. on. Yeah, so yeah, can do. Yeah, um, everyone come back. I know people are moaning at me about adding people on, but that's not how we do this podcast. We're doing it properly. Liam, we'll talk about the rest of this on another one. All right, uh, we're coming back on. Yeah.